0: Greetings family. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a part of this message. It is my prayer that may God prosper you, may God protect you, may God provide for you, may God be always with you in Jesus' most precious name. Family, today I'm studying a series called Living a Victorious Life. Living a Victorious Life. Um, God, when God created us, God created us to live a victorious life. It was God's desire, it was God's plan for man to live a victorious life. That is why when God created man, before God created man, he made sure that everything was ready for men to live in so that man could not want, so that man could not lack, so that man had everything that he needed before he was created. So God created everything before he created man so it was God's desire that is why when God creates man the first thing that man hears when God has created him, man hears a blessing, God blesses man, because God was empowering man to have dominion, and the next thing that God says is have dominion, multiply and dominate the earth. So it was God's desire from right before the beginning of time for men to live a victorious life, for men to live a life that is fully provided, for men to live a life that is prosperous, for men to live a life that glorifies God. But when the devil tempted Adam and Eve, sin came, death came, poverty came, disease came. But I'm here to tell you as well that that was not the end because that did not take God by surprise. God already had a plan. God declared that plan right in the Garden of Eden to say my son will come. A son will come and crush the work, crush the head of the devil. So family, this series is a series I'm going to be sharing to empower you. So that whatever circumstances. Whether in lack or in plenty. Whether in female Or in bumper crop harvest. Whether in happiness or in sadness. You are able to live a victorious life. Hallelujah. You are going. You are meant to live a victorious life. When God created you. His desire. His purpose. Was for you to have a victorious life. I'm saying to you even during these difficult times, even these times when things don't seem to be going okay, I am declaring to you that you were born, you were created, you were crafted, you were made to have a victorious life. I'm declaring victory, I'm declaring overcoming, I'm declaring conquering over your life. Now, what does victory mean? Victory means to overcome something. It means there is something that is in there. That is why when I say you are going to live, you are meant to live a victorious life, I'm not saying troubles and tribulations will not come, but I'm saying to you, despite those troubles and tribulations, despite those challenges, despite those situations, you were created to have a victorious life. So whenever you go through such you remember that victory is certain, this is only for a moment, you are created, you are brought to this earth to have a victorious life so that God could be glorified through your life in Jesus most precious name. I'm going to start this series by looking at one of such ways in which we can live a victorious life. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of First John chapter 5 verse 4. It says, for every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. The New King James Version says, for whatever is born of God overcomes, overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith, hallelujah. Child of God, what is God saying here? God is speaking through John and is saying to us, every child of God, everyone born of God, every child of God defeats this world, defeats this world, overcomes this world, he doesn't say some children of God. He says every child of God defeats this evil world. Every child of God. The Bible here does not say that some children of God. The Bible doesn't say Yeah, believers that pray and fast but it says every child of God. It doesn't say those that are spiritually mature, but it says every child of God. It does not say depending on your background, depending on where you are born, depending which continent you come from, you will achieve, you will overcome. It says every child of God overcomes this world. Every child of God defeats this world. Hallelujah. Every child of God overcomes. Now let me just remind you that you are a child of God. You are a child of God. John in the gospel says in chapter 1 verse 11. He says he came to those who were his own. But his own did not receive him. Yet all who did receive him. All who did receive him. To those who believed in his name. Hallelujah. He made or he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. Hallelujah. I'm saying to you, if you have received Jesus, if you've, if you've believed in his name, the name that's above all name, the name of the Messiah, the name of Emmanuel, the, the name of the God who is with us, if you believe in that name, you are a child of God. So this message, first John chapter five, verse four, says, "Everyone born, everyone who's a child of God everyone who's a child of God and I've just confirmed that to you that this message or this verse applies to you now family God is not a liar he's not man that he should lie yes he used men to speak his word but his word was truth so when God says every child of his defeats the world he's not here to motivate us he's not here to just bluff us but he's here to tell us the truth that every child of God defeats this world. Every child of God defeats this world. Now John in this letter does not just leave it hanging there. He does not just make a statement to say uh, every child of God um, overcomes but he goes to say, how do you achieve this? He says, you achieve this. We achieve this by faith. Hallelujah. That, that is one of the first ways that you are going to be victorious. That you are victorious in this world by your faith. It is your faith that gives you victory. It is your faith that overcomes. It is your faith that conquers. By faith, the just leave. Hallelujah. By faith. They just live. In the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 11. Called the triumph of faith. The writer there. Lists. Examples. Of ordinary men and ordinary women. Who by faith. Did great exploits. Who by faith did mighty works. Who by faith conquered the world. He lists them. And when he gets to verse 32. He says I don't have time. Time does not allow for me. To tell you about these others. There were others besides these. That i have listed. There were others besides Abel. There were others besides Noah. There were others besides Sarah. There were others besides Abraham. There were others besides Rahab. There were others. But I don't have time. To tell you about these. I could have told you about Samson. I could have told you about David, but I don't have time. Then in verse 33, he says, These men, men, women, many as they were, they conquered by faith. They conquered kingdom by faith. They administered justice by faith. They gained what was promised to them by faith. They were able to shut. Lions mouths by faith. Through faith they quench the fury of the flames. Through faith they escape the sharp edge of swords. Through faith those who were weak were made strong. Through faith they became powerful in battle. Through faith they prospered. Through faith, they did great exploits. Victory is certain by faith, child of God. Are you there? Are you listening? Victory is certain by faith. You are made to live a victorious life. The just shall live by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Let's turn to hear what Jesus says. He says in the book of Mark chapter 9. He says to a father of a son who was demon possessed. He says if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. If you can believe that you is me. That you is you. That you embraces all of us. The hymn doesn't say the one that fasts day and night. The one that prays day and night. Yes, there are benefits to that. But he says, him who believes, all things shall be possible for him. All things. You are going to live a victorious life in Jesus' name if you believe. If you believe. In the Bible, Jesus always had a hectic day, but there is this day which I call an all-in-one. He gets off the boat and as he gets off the boat, there's a crowd. He starts teaching to the crowd and the man comes and says to him, my daughter is sick, please come and heal her. Jesus walks with this man towards the man's house and as they are walking there, Someone touches his clothing. This woman grabs his clothing Jesus Says to her Your faith has healed you because when she touched his garment. Yes indeed She was immediately healed. So Jesus says to her your faith has healed you, he walks on, and as they are walking on, this is the same day as he's walking on, people come and tell the man that Jesus is walking to the house of, to say, your daughter is dead. Jesus turns around and says to this man, do not be afraid, just believe. Faith, just believe. He gets there, he, he brings the daughter from death, and he walks out of the house, and two blind men follow him. He gets into a house where he's staying and he asks them, do you believe that I can heal you? Do you believe that I can make you see? And these men turn around and say yes we believe. And Jesus says according to your faith three instances family. There are women with the, with the issue of blood on one day. Your faith has made you well. Jairus do not be afraid. Just believe. The three, the two blind men Blind man, do you believe I can heal you? Yes, we believe. And they were instantly healed. Hallelujah. There is victory in faith. There is breakthrough in faith. There is overcoming in faith. You are going to live a victorious life by faith. In Jesus' most precious name. Hallelujah. 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 There's another story in the Bible. I'm just sharing about Jesus here. How he talks about encouraging us how to believe. There was a woman. Her brother had died. Jesus had not come on time. And her brother had been buried for four days. And Jesus arrives four days later. And he says to them, open the tomb. And Martha says, no, let's not open the tomb. This man's body is decomposing. Let me just pause there for a moment. Jesus says, open the tomb. There are many people that have closed the door to their troubles. There are many people that have shut Jesus out from fear of embarrassment because Martha thought it would be embarrassing for her and for everyone. Martha thought it would be disgusting for this tombstone to be lifted open. And there are many people that have shut their doors, that have locked Jesus out because of fear of being embarrassed about what is inside, because of fear of being disgusted about what is happening inside. I am here to encourage you this morning that open your door, Open your heart. There is nothing embarrassing to Jesus. There is nothing disgusting to Jesus. Everything is possible through Jesus. Jesus does not look at you through human eyes. That is why he said to the woman who had committed adultery, I do not condemn you. Go and sin no more. I am saying to you, maybe you are hurting. It's time you open your heart to Jesus. Here is the interesting part. Jesus did not say open the door or open the tombstone so that I can go in. He released a word and said, Lazarus, out. Lazarus, get out. I am here to tell you that Jesus does not necessarily have to see a door open to understand what is going inside. Are you hearing me? Jesus already knows. But Jesus is not going to force himself. Just like he doesn't force himself with salvation, Jesus is not going to force himself into your situation. So I am here to encourage you, child of God. This is just on the side. I am here to encourage you that open up to God. Open up to Jesus. There is nothing disgusting. There is nothing rotten because Jesus is going to resurrect it. Jesus is going to bring it alive. Jesus is going to purify it. Jesus is going to cleanse it. Jesus is going to multiply it. But all you've got to do is open the tombstone to Jesus. He says to Martha, he says to Martha, Martha... Didn't I tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Didn't I tell you that? And I'm telling someone this morning, I'm telling someone today, that only if you would believe, you would see the glory of God in your situation. Many of us, many of us, I'm ahead of myself. Many people are not seeing God's glory because they have not believed. I did say, I'm ahead of myself. Jesus goes up onto the mountain with his disciples, with his three close disciples. He leads his other disciples, and a man comes with a son whose demon possessed. He asks them to heal his son, and they cannot. And Jesus comes back and heals this man's son. Now here is what was an embarrassing situation for this disciple. These are the same disciples that Jesus had released and given them power, anointed them a few chapters ago, a few instances ago. And he said, go and heal. Go and remove demons. Go and remove oppression. Go and remove sickness. There is no sickness. There is no disease that you will not be able to heal. And these men went out. And my version said, they kept saying, Keep them coming and they were healing them. Keep them coming and they were healing them. Keep them coming and they were healing them. And when they looked up, everyone was healed. And then they came back to Jesus and said, Jesus, you won't believe what happened. We healed everyone that came to us. But here now, they are faced with a little boy. which is a demon. They cannot remove this demon out of this man. So later in privacy, they say, they ask Jesus, Jesus, tell us why could we heal? Why could we chase this demon out of this young man? Matthew's response, record of Jesus' response is, Jesus said to them, Matthew seventeen twenty. Jesus said to them, it is because of your unbelief nothing else you could have removed the demon from this man you could have taken it out whether one or a hundred if you had believed that you could do it you would have done it i'm saying to you listening wherever you you are what unbelief is there in your life that is preventing The manifestation of God's power in your life he came into his hometown and was amazed not at their level of faith but he was amazed at their level of unbelief and he could do nothing what things under these circumstances are you looking at Because, child of God, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What are you hoping for under these circumstances? What are you hoping for in this situation? Because faith puts substance on what you are hoping for. But if you've got unbelief, if you've got unbelief, you are preventing You are preventing the anointing. You are preventing the grace of God from manifesting in your life. Hallelujah. I'm moving ahead. Now, the question is, who can win in this victory? Let's send our Bibles back to 1 John 5, but verse 5 this time. Because, yes, I've mentioned it earlier on, but here is the answer. John makes a statement. He says, Every child of God overcomes the world, and he overcomes the world by faith. And then he goes on to say, Yeah, and and elaborate who can overcome who can overcome elaborates about being a child of god he says and who can win this battle against the world only those who believe that jesus is the son of god only those who believe that jesus is the messiah only those who believe that Jesus was not just an ordinary prophet but a son of God that was there in the beginning, that was the word and came to death among us that came and became God among us, that came and took the form of man he's the same Jesus he's the same son of God that they tried to kill yes they killed but death could not hold him it was for a purpose he allowed it for a purpose this is the Jesus that we need to believe in and not only did he rise from the dead they there was no bone there are no remains of him in the tomb that he had been left in there is nothing but all that remains is nothing. He's sitting on the right side of the Father in heaven. That is the Jesus that is the Father, that is, that is the Son of God that we who believe can conquer. We believe in Him. We don't just believe in any other thing. Yes, I can believe in my brakes that when I put my brakes. Of my car to turn a corner, the brakes will comply, and my car will reach to speed. No, I'm not talking about that kind of faith. I'm not talking about the faith that if I the belief that if I turn on the lights, not understanding where the power comes from, the lights will come on. I'm not talking about answering a cell phone, not knowing where how it works. I'm talking about faith. Jesus Christ. I'm talking about faith in the Son of God. I'm talking about faith in the one that conquered. I'm talking about faith in his name lives were changed. I'm talking about faith in him and him alone. It is those people that will conquer the world. That believe in Jesus as the Son of God. You know, it's easy to believe in God, but many people are failing to believe that God came and dwelt among us in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. Let me say to you, child of God, you cannot get to the Father unless you go through Jesus, unless you have an appreciation of Jesus unless you believe in jesus it is very very important it is fundamental your salvation comes through jesus i'm actually ahead of myself but i am saying to you our faith hangs on jesus christ our faith does not hang anywhere else our faith does not hang on our bank account. Our faith hangs on Jesus. Our faith does not hang on the portfolio of investments we have. No, it does not hang on that. Our faith does not hang on the houses that we live in or on the security estates or wherever we are living in. Our faith does not find its security, does not find its Confidence in our health, in our bodies, in our degrees that are hanging on our walls. Our faith finds its foundation. Our faith is rooted in Jesus Christ. Our faith is rooted on the word that was there. Our faith is rooted on the one who says come to me all ye that are heavily burdened. Our faith is Is based on him who loved us so much that he was prepared to lay his life for us. Our faith, our faith, our faith is based on that. No other premise. Those that believe in the Son of God. Those that believe in the Son of God. Our faith is based on that. Our faith is based on that. That is why also, in the book of 1 John chapter 3, verse 23, John speaks a word from God. And he says, this is his commandment. That we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And love one another. This is the commandment. We should believe in the name of Jesus. I cannot emphasize this name. The name that after all had been done was placed above all things. Placed above all principalities. Placed above all powers. That is the name. I'm referring to you The name of Jesus. The name of the most high. The name of the anointed one. May I just praise him for a moment? The name of the king of kings. The name of the king of peace. The name of the world. The name of the creator. The name of the one. Who things hang on his hands. The name of the one. That never turned anyone away. The name of the one. That laid his life for us. The name of the one. That cares so much about us. Hallelujah. John says. This is the command given to us. That we should believe. In the name. There are many verses, other verses. There's a time people come and ask Jesus, Jesus, what is the work? What are the works that we should do for God? And Jesus responds and says, the work of God that you must do is believe in the one that was sent. Our faith hangs on the one that was sent. Our victory is in the one that was sent. Our victory is there, child of God. That is why Paul says in Galatians 2 verse 20. He says, yes, I live in this flesh. Yes, I live in this body. But I no longer live according to the flesh. I live by faith. In the son of God. And I have every right. To live by faith in him. Because there is no one. That has loved me. There is no one. That has cared for me. There is no one. That has put his life. His own life for me. I will hang my faith. I will hang my confidence. I will hang my trust in him. What are you hanging your trust on? I want to encourage you. Hang your trust on the Son of God. Hallelujah. You may be asking, why must I have my trust on Jesus? There are many reasons. I don't have time to share all of those reasons with you. But let me just say to you, as found in the book of John 14, verse 6, where John says, Recording what Jesus says. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Except by me. So we hang our faith on Jesus because everything that God has for us has to come through Jesus. Has to come through Jesus. Our salvation came through Jesus. In Romans 8, Paul says, if God could give a gatekeeper in his son shall he not give us everything if God could give us his son shall he not give us everything else hallelujah hallelujah glory to the king glory to the king that is why our faith in Jesus because everything comes through him everything comes through him in Jesus most precious name Ephesians 1 verse 22 God says I have put all things I have put all things under my son's authority everything is under Jesus' authority. He has been made head over all things. Glory to Jesus. Not for Jesus' benefit, but for the benefit of believers, for the benefit of the church. Hallelujah. So our faith is in Him, because in Him is our link to the power. In Him is our link to everything. That is why Paul says in Philippians 4 verse 16 or verse... Nineteen, He says, this is the same God who takes care of me. He will supply all your needs from his glorious riches. Other verses says, according to his glorious riches, according to his standard of richness. And this version says, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That is why our faith is in Him. Because through Him, all things are received. Through Him, things are authorized. Through Him, things are released. Hallelujah. Glory to Him. Glory to Him. There is a story of a woman who understood how to use faith and tap into the power of the anointing. Because that's what faith is. Faith reaches out into the spiritual realm and receives what God has provided for us brings it down to us and it manifests in the physical realm. This woman understood that in Jesus, there was power. In Jesus, there was power. So she believes, she says to herself, let me just come behind and touch his clothing. And I will be healed. And the disciples were clueless. The disciples did not understand what was happening. Because Jesus turned around and asked them, who touched me? And the disciples said, my version, Jesus, is something happening? Because we are in the crowd here. Yeah. Everyone is brushing against you. Everyone is touching against you. How can you be saying, who touched me? But Jesus understood that there was someone who touched him with intention. There was someone who touched him with deliberation. There was something who touched him deliberately. To tap into the anointing. This woman. Touched him. Jesus says to them. You don't understand. Someone touched me. Because I felt the power in you. I felt the power leave me. And there were many in the crowd that were touching him, that were touching him, but never had the revelation that if I touch him, believing that I will receive what I want, what I need, it shall be mine. That is why when Jesus eventually speaks to the woman, his closing remarks to me is that your faith has healed you. How many of us are on this journey? Coming to church before COVID, listening to messages, I'm not trying to chase you. Doing all the good things like Everyone was with Jesus, walking with Jesus, uh, excited that Jesus was going to perform miracles. They needed their own miracles, but they didn't believe Jesus could do uh, miracles for them. They just walked with the crowd. But there was a woman who was deliberate. I'm saying to you, it's time we got deliberate. It's time we got intentional. It's time we realize that there is power in the name there is power in jesus there is power in the word there is power in the king of peace there is power in the messiah there is power in the messiah hallelujah glory to jesus as i close as i come to a close i want to refer to john chapter 14 Verse 26, where Jesus says, Most assuredly, I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these, he will do, because I go to my Father. He says, he who believes in me, He who believes in me. That is why I said earlier on, our faith is in Jesus because he is the door. Our faith is in Jesus and nothing else. Our faith is in Jesus. Jesus seals this and says, he who believes in me. So anyone, he, anyone, you don't have to be one that prays and fasts day and night. Yes, there are benefits to that. You don't have to be a one that attends church every day. Yes, there are benefits to that because you are growing spiritually, but he who believes, he who believes, that is why he says, even when we pray, we must pray believing at the time. Because when we pray believing, we have what, believing we have what we've prayed for, it shall be ours. He says he who believes, the works that you've seen me do, Greater work shall you do than these that have done. Because I go to be with the Father. And I'm setting the Holy Spirit down. Hallelujah. That's a message for another day. He who believes in me. Greater things shall he do. And I'm saying to you, wherever you are, you are made for greater things, you are created for a victorious life, you are created to be an overcomer, you are created to do exploits. In the book of Daniel, the Bible says, Those that know the Lord, those that know the Lord do great exploits. Hallelujah. Greater works shall you do. Greater works shall you do than these that have done. Hallelujah. Then Ephesians 1 verse 19 to 20. Paul is praying here. He says, I pray, I pray, I pray that you may understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realm. Hallelujah. He says, I pray that you may have understanding. Paul is not praying that we may That God can give us this power. The power is there for those that believe. This amazing power. This incredible power. This extraordinary power. This amazing power. This exceedingly great power is there for us who believe. He doesn't say that I pray that may God create this power for you. That power is there, child of God. It is there for those who believe. The child shall live by faith. Your victory is certain by faith. Your victory is certain by faith. Hallelujah. Your victory is certain by faith. He says, I don't pray. That God may create this power. But I pray. That you may have understanding. Of this power. Because it is this power that raised Jesus from the dead. Child of God. You may be asking. What faith do I need? In The book of Romans. The Bible says he has given us a measure of faith. And Jesus says. If you have faith. As little as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be removed from here and go there and the mountain will move. If you have faith as little as a mustard seed, you will speak and a mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds. And Jesus does not use a tree. He uses a mountain to say with this little faith, you'll be able to move a mountain. Because it is not the size of the faith that determines whether the mountain will move. It is who your faith is facing. Because the one that your faith is facing can do all things. Nothing is impossible for him. So it does not, your faith does not have to equal the size of your problem. Your faith, only as small as a mustard seed, will cause a mountain to move. Victory for you lies in faith and your faith in Jesus. Jesus who has been given authority over all things. Jesus, who God says he has given all his glorious riches for us. The Bible says, as many as his promises are, they are yes and amen for us in Jesus Christ. As many as they are in Jesus Christ, we say, let it be. In Jesus Christ we say may it be so. Let me take this opportunity to invite anyone who hasn't accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior because your victorious life is just a myth. The Bible in 1st John chapter 5 verse 4 and 5 clearly states that only those who are children of God, only those who are children of God, those that received his name and believed In him, he gave them the right to become children of God. You may be doing well in whatever things that you are doing, but if you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that is not a victorious life. I'm here to offer you eternal life in Jesus Christ. If you haven't made Jesus your Lord and Savior, just lift up your hand with me and let's pray. Heavenly Father, I ask that you forgive me my sins. Jesus, I know that through you, is the only way to the Father. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Today I am a new creation. All my sins have been forgiven. Today I'm starting a new life in Jesus' most precious name. Today I'm starting a victorious life on this earth, in the spiritual realm, an eternal life in Jesus' most precious name, amen.